Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. It is Behind the Herald Headlines and Nelson Mandela Bay's ecotourism legend Adrian Gardner has won an award, another one, this time the Skift Idea Award in the Changemaker Leadership category. Adrian, thanks for joining us. Another award. You aren't tired of winning these. You know, Darren, I, I always start by saying is that, you know, none of the awards that I've, I've, I've got is really me. You know, without the team that I had, you know, who were dedicated to all that we were doing in conservation and wildlife, it would not have been possible. I might have had the ideas, but, you know, you've always got to implement and you can't implement without a team. And I say that applies to sport and to many things in business, in life and whatever you do. You know, your family, it's always a team. So, you know, in every time that somebody's congratulated me, I've always said, you know, it's thanks to a great team that I was managed to put together who was really dedicated, you know. And, I, I you know, you, you just give, I'll give you some examples. I mean, my PA Lynn has been with me for almost 30 years, you know, puts up with all my nonsense, you know. Then there's uh, Dr. John O'Brien, who's now the leading ecologist in the Eastern Cape, who came to me as a ranger. You know, then there's the vet, Johan Jaber. And then there's Joe, who, you know, was in the liquor industry and then now heads up Shamari. And, you know, so they, I can go on and on. You know, many of them have been involved with me for many years. So whilst these awards are, you know, individual uh, and given to me, I always acknowledge that um, it's thanks to an incredible team that I have. Of course. Now, the Skift Idea Awards are in their fifth year, I understand. And they celebrate excellence in design, creativity and innovation across travel. They recognize the brands and businesses at the forefront of shaping the industry's future, and they're due to be presented to the winners, yourself included, in New York next month. What exactly was the award given to you for, Adrian? Anything specific, or was it more of a legacy thing for all the achievements you've accumulated over the years? Yeah, I think uh, uh, I think really what probably tipped it for me, I know I was up against some incredible people around the world, but I think it was the innovative side of it is that, you know, changing the Eastern Cape, you know, 30 years ago, you know, the Big Five wasn't in the Eastern Cape, you know, and then, you know, with the start of Shemwari, putting all those animals back, which everybody laughed at me and said it wouldn't work. But, you know, when you read the history of, of what happened there and that incredible book by Skeed and you realize what wildlife was there. I always say to people, maybe the Kruger should have been in the Eastern Cape because of the fact that um, the variety of species that occurred there and the carrying capacity is better than uh, where the Kruger is. But, you know, the, the settlers came in and brought their uh, sheep and cattle and everything. And uh, you know, I'll give you the example is that, you know, we were able to put white rhino there because of what they did to change the landscape to give us some grazing there. And that was the end player. So, you know, again, these things are, I think, a, a award is for uh, basically creativity, innovative and doing something special, which has worked. And, you know, I think you agree that today the Eastern Cape is a destination in uh, Southern Africa, may not Africa, maybe Africa as a wildlife destination now because uh, there's 16 shamoris uh, or the equivalent of, you know, that um, sure. uh, do game and, and do the experiences that we're all so proud of. Your latest mission, the Nyosi Wildlife Reserve. It's situated between Kabecha and Kericha. Tell us a bit about that. What are you doing there? You know, I've been involved with that uh, for many, many years for, with the Israel family, you know, and I'm uh, working with the two sons, uh, 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 
David. And, and you know, his father was came to see me in the early days. You know, that farm's been owned by them for. I'm um, sorry about the bird. Are you hearing the bird life in the background? We we are. It suits the topic. <laughs> doesn't that isn't that incredible? They're just coming to shout at me for, for some reason or other. <laughs> but you know, uh, David and Anthony Israel and the families owned that piece of ground for many many years. I think as uh, eighty to hundred years, and you know, sort of been involved in the outskirts and all the rest of it. And then you know, I came up with this this, this thinking: is that you know, why don't we turn that into a game park. You know, I always say New York's famous for Central Park, London for Hyde Park, and all these big cities have got these parks which they talk about. So why can't we at Quebec uh, and Carica be proud of having a game park? Now, you know, the 3,000 hectares, is, it's, as you will well know, is, is not uh, really big enough to put the big five, but we've got three of them already there. We've got the buffalo there, we've got elephant there, we've got cheetah there. Um, and then, you know, we've obviously working on a, a plan to do the lines and the cheetah program, and a lot of the programs we're going to do there, Darren, are rewilding. So we've got cheetahs that have come and been uh, either lost their parents and, you know, we've got to be wilded. And we've successfully rewilded two already. And uh, so when we bring in, you know, the buffalo, we'll breed and we'll put some of them out into other game reserves. Same with the elephant. And, um, you know, obviously the lion's a difficult one we're working on. And I'll tell you what, the rhino one is particularly interesting one. And I must tell you that my good friend uh, Andrew Muir came up with the idea. He said, why don't we, we put the wildlife or the rhinos there, why don't we, uh, you know, because we're very involved with the Mother Community Conservation Fund, which I started with ACOR, and um, the community we're working very closely with there is Kwana Bushley. So we put the rhino in there and we donate half of the, what we put there to them. And then we have a naming ceremony every year like they do with the gorillas in Rwanda. Yes. And then, then if we sell any of those rhinos and rewild, they will be wild and, and put them elsewhere. It goes with the name. And uh, so that's what we're trying to do there. We're coming up with some very innovative ideas. And I think the most uh, incre- incredible thing that's happened to us recently, <laughs> which there will be an official announcement shortly, is that we are uh, busy um, teaming up with there's, uh, the biggest... Um, call it NGO, and going for the longest in America is American uh, Humane, you know, which started really with wildlife. And if you see a film that's, and you'll see the endorsement at the back of the film or beginning that the the animals in the film have been certified and that they're treated correctly by American Humane. So now American Humane has come up with Global Humane, and they certify zoos, they certify all sorts of things. And they've come to us, Amantis, and we're doing a pilot project with them shortly, but I'll be able to give you a lot more information on that. And that they're going to also help us with the CCFA. So there's a lot of exciting things still in the pipeline. And I thought at my stage in life I'd be able to relax, but I get excited <laughs> about these things. Adrian, I've heard talk of you developing a museum as well. That's the plan, you know, and um, with Doug Cocroft, you know, the guy who, um, you know, stuffs animals and things like that to show show people about, you know, the species that did occur and how we why we should be looking after them. Uh, it's it's more a um, a centre that's going to be an innovative centre for research. So we call it a research centre, and it'll be one of the few in the world where we because we're next to the sea, so we will do marine, we'll do insects, we'll do animals 
and and plants, you know. So we would do the whole lot. So it's it's quite, uh, and, and we're busy with the plan of that, and I'm hoping to get Global Humane behind that to sponsor it. You mentioned the Community Conservation Fund of Africa that you started, the CCFA, together with your core group. So uh, part of the proceeds that you raise go to the community in the area to get their buy-in. Do you have uh, a chance to create many jobs uh, to educate the community as part of your uh, day-to-day activities? Well, that is the whole plan, um, you know, to get the community really behind us. And, you know, it's still early days, but, you know, not only to, um, uh, say, employ them, but to educate them, you know, the importance of wildlife. Because, you know, I'll give you the example at Chamari when we put all those farms together, you know, about 12 farms, there were 16 people employed, you know, and then just before COVID and even now, there's um, nearly 400 people employed. And that's without the multiplier effect of the car hire, the air tickets, the food, the liquor and everything else that goes with it. So, you know, we've got to prove to these people that, you know, to just have agricultural land with a few people looking after cattle and sheep and that sort of thing doesn't work. But if we turn it into a tourism destination with wildlife, the amount of people that we can employ. And then, you know, the more that we employ, the more they'll take care of it for us. Adrian, the ecotourism industry, the leisure and travel industry in general, suffered greatly during COVID. Are we coming out of that particular uh, pandemic problem that was created? Are the numbers looking better? You know, uh, that's a good question. Thank you, Darren, is that, you know, in Cape Town here, everybody's uh, very happy. You know, that's going well here. And, uh, you know, the Kruger area is going well. Funnily enough, our boats on the Zambezi Queen are going well. What has really helped the market in South Africa are the five five direct flights a week from America. You know, so uh, that that has helped. But, you know, the Eastern Cape has been primarily... Um, dependent upon the European market and mainly the British market. And then the the sadness of Port Elizabeth or Quebecer is that, you know, we used to have five or I think it may be six airlines that came into into us every day. You know, at the moment we've got two and sometimes three, and, you know, the pricing is not uh, what it used to be. So the Eastern Cape still hasn't seen the recovery that the Cape has and the other destinations of South Africa. So we, and you know, with what all Natal has gone through with the floods and the riots and everything else, I think they're feeling it there too. So it's certainly not back to what it was. Are you optimistic going forward? You know, we we, we always are. You have to be, but you know, it's you you feel quite depressed when you you see what's going on in Cape Town at the moment. You know, with uh, the taxi strikes and then the rioting, the looting, and everything else. You know, and and yeah, the sadness is the reason for most of this is unemployment. You know, and we've just got to work out a way in how we're going to uh, grow our, our our country and grow the productivity and uh, grow the economy. Otherwise, how are we going to? How are these people? How do they live when you've got, you know, in some parts of South Africa, fifty percent unemployed, and especially all the new kids that are coming out with great uh, academic qualifications and uh, no jobs. I think we'll leave it there. Congratulations in order once again, Nelson Mandela Bay ecotourism pioneer, Mr. Adrian Gardner. He won the leadership category in the 2023 Skift Idea Awards. Skift, I understand, is a Nordic word meaning transformation. Adrian, long may it continue. Appreciate your time. Have a great day. We'll catch up soon. Yeah, I always appreciate uh, your interest in what we do and your support and all those around you. So 
I just um, hope we continue to make a difference. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.